everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my broadcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say, 100. I have the author, Miss Denise Turner. How are you? I'm doing fabulous and, and just excited to be here on Keeping It Real. Thank you so much for the, for the invite. I'm, I'm not only getting to meet and talk to uh, uh, Miss Carmel but I'm, uh, and your listeners, but I'm learning this new technology too. So thank you and I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So I wanna know what inspired you to write your own book, Love Pour Over Me or any other novels? Well, I, you know what? Thank you so much for that question. I, I have to tell you, I started writing when I was 10 years old and, and I was a voracious reader. I always ask people, have you seen the movie Matilda? You remember I had a little girl in Matilda? She took that yeah. wagon. She she got some. I was like that girl. I would read like 30 to 50 books a, a, a week. And this is between the time I was like six years old. I mean, when I would go into some libraries, I was like, I've read all these books already. And the librarians would look at me like I was weird. Like, do you really read all those books? I said, yes, I thought it was normal. I just, I, what, what do you want for your birthday? Books, what do you want for Christmas? Books. I just love to read books. So one time I was about between six and seven, I was reading a book and I can remember being asked in my inner, from my inner self, why do you think you like to read so much? Right. And to me, I would just say it sounded like it came from angels, but I paused and I just went back to read and I didn't know. But when I was 10, my sister comes home and she's like, look what I found in the library. And she puts this book down on the, on the bed. Back then, African-American books, you already saw those, like right. ever. Right. So she puts it down on the bed and runs back outside. I was in a funk, but I love books. So I pick it up and it's a book of poetry by Gwendolyn Brooks. After reading all the books I had read, this book had an effect me like any no other book. These characters literally came alive. I cannot tell you the effect this book had on me. <laughs> and I was 10 years old. I found, I'm sitting on my bed. This feeling comes over me. I tell people this was my burning bush-like experience. And uh, this feeling came over me I had never experienced. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm a writer. And oh, I, started, wow. I, I started writing. I started writing it then. I wrote poems. I wrote short stories. I'm like asking the Lord, what do you want me to write? I just started writing anything, poems, short stories, writing in my diary. I just said every day I got to write, I got to write, I got to write. And right. so when I was 12, I started on my first novel when I was 12, which oh, was, wow. I haven't even ever published it. I finished that novel. I think I was 18 when I finished it, but I used to, I used to be in the bed with my little manual typewriter with the head up covers over my head so I wouldn't wake my sister up just typing the keys real slow <laughs> typed out that story but the first book I published is Portia which is an inspirational story of a successful defense attorney in Chicago and it's how she uses she has a, an amazing family her father was active in the civil rights movement her mother is a, is a Marva Collins type teacher for those right. familiar with Marva Collins and she's got a strong family base. Well, she uses her family, her faith, and this wonderful man who's come into her life when she's gone to the Chicago Tribune's annual Christmas party. He's coming to her life, but but she also discovers around this time she has breast cancer. But she uses oh her faith, her, her faith, her family, and, and the love of this wonderful man to help her uh, get through this. It's, 
This is an uplifting book. I have to tell your listeners, when I would go out on the road and I take all my books out with me to book festivals and cultural right. festivals, and, and I talked to him about Portia. As soon as I said breast cancer, people went back away. I said, no, it's not a breast <laughs> book. And you can't, you can't catch it just by it, reading the book. <laughs> and I said, no, it's very uplifting. It's very uplifting. And people have bought it for family and friends dealing with different struggles because it's inspired them. It's very right. uplifting book. Oh, wow. And then the love pour over me. What, what's that book about? Thank you so much. So uh, thank you, Carmel, and keeping it real, listeners. So as, as I love for over me is my latest novel out. Uh, my first young adult, uh, Rosetta, the talent show queen, will be out later this year. But this is my latest adult novel, my fifth published novel. So it's set in Ohio, uh, Dayton, Ohio, the Midwest. And the star of Love for Over Me is Raymond Clark. And when he was two, two years old, his mother abandoned him. And she left him to be raised by his father, a man who had untreated alcoholism. And he was very mean to Raymond. Raymond was a, 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 an only only child. So he didn't have siblings to kind of absorb some of that abuse or even to speak, speak with about it. So, but he grows up, he is academically very, very sharp. And then when it comes to middle distance and track and field, he is a, a world-class runner. And it's coming up on the Olympics, Carl Lewis, Edwin Moses, who's a Dayton, Ohio native, and Carl from New Jersey. All these athletes are, are really in Sports Illustrated and famous in high school. And he, he's, he's made a name for himself. So he heads off to college in Philadelphia, and that's where he meets the love of his life, Brenda. The, but Raymond's bruised. He's not hes not an abusive, violent man at all, but he does have a hard time opening his heart because he's been, he's really been injured as a child. And, and, wow. and in real life, the story reflects, we don't just, you don't just meet somebody and all your troubles go away. You got to work through stuff. You have to face it. You have to work through it. But Brenda and Raymond do belong together. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful love story that they the twist the turns. It's something where you can see at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That this was meant to be. And and uh, uh, it's also four friends he meets when he's in college. One goes on to do well in the NFL. And on, and when he first gets to college, and I mean he's not even been there like I don't think today. He witnesses a murder. And it's just anybody, you you in the street, you see something. Well, one of his right. friends, one of his friends is connected to the murder. The friend he meets later, but he doesn't know it. And his friends, they have the one thing I and I've had readers tell me they really appreciate this, the positive, strong African American male image in the story. But also these guys, and they're from ones from Italy, they're from all over the world, they have this bond of friendship that lasts a lifetime. But this murder, this murder hanging in the air and what Raymond knows and should, how much should he say, how much should he push, that's, that lingers through most of the story as well. So there's a murder mystery and a very deep love story. And, and this, the, the relationship between the friends and, and again, uh, Raymond and his father's complicated relationship. I, I was saying like readers at the start of the story call his father cuss words, but hopefully at the end, it's where you can see him even evolve in their relationship and get a better understanding of even the father that people will maybe shed a tear. <laughs> it comes to oh, about wow. the father. Love pour over me. Love for, and it's very, 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 
Yeah. That sounds really, really good because I know I cry a lot. So that story probably will make me cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love stories like that. You know what I mean? Um, you you overpower what you've been going through and it's just like inspirational and motivated. You know what I mean? And I love stuff like that because it just shows like, I don't know. It's just like, I love stories. Just like the inspirational stories. I love it. Yeah, it's in, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's like in, empowering. It's not a, a inspirational religious from that aspect story. It's it's you look back on your own struggles if you're going through something, and if you if you connect to the character, if I did a good job, or I did it right as an author, you should connect to that character. You should feel that connection, that deep bond. You should want to know what's happening, going to happen next to Raymond. I got to find out what's going to happen next to Brenda, what's going to go on with them. And you create that deep bond. And then as they go through their struggles, something in you, even if you're not consciously aware, might become convinced that, hey, you know what? I can get through this too. And that's right. where art is real. That's where art does that good work. Right. And I know you're a public speaker. So what message do you want to give your audience uh, when you talk to them? Well, it, I've, I've spoken with like take our take our. I remember when it started. I take our girls to work day, then our daughters, then it was sons and daughters, and take our kids to work day. But it depends on the audience. I've I've spoken mm-hmm. to of some people who were like community activists, very involved in the community. When I spoke uh, for an organization at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, I've spoken at Spelman College. So it depends on the audience. If it's a business type audience or writing or writer's conference, then I tell it towards that. But but generally the overall, I want anybody to walk away knowing they can succeed. Despite the Despite where they are now, despite their past, they may have to work hard. I mean, and there may be times when they feel like throwing in a towel, but if they surround themselves with the right people, read the right types of things and listen and watch the right stuff, they can they can look back 10, 20 years and say, oh, my God, I never thought I might not be as far as I want to be, but I never thought I'd even get here. So that's that's the overarching message I would like to share. Wow. And then you also have a talk show that you host, correct? Yeah, off of the show. I started it. I, I was when Portia came out, I was I said I gotta hustle to get the, the word out about Portia and the benefits to the readers to get my, the book sales going. And and that book did sell very well. But so I was newspapers, magazines, press releases, and I would call radio stations, the radio station owner or the manager or the DJ. And so I called uh, Rainbow Soul, and it's owned by Neil Blake, and he's out of New York. And so I was telling him, you know, benefits of Portia, you just benefits your listeners again, blah, 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 blah. He said, why don't you just start your own radio show? And I never, I hadn't thought about that. So I said, oh, my God. And I was a little intimidated, something new, never done it before. He said, it's easy. So he plays like the smoothest, smoothest jazz. Oh my God, I love the jazz over there, Rainbow Soul. So I, uh, but he also, has some, he also has some talk shows. So I started off the shelf and then I switched over to blog talk radio a couple of years later, but 16 years on and I've, I've interviewed uh, a movie producer, independent movie producer. Uh, he screened some of his movies out of Chicago and he's probably done three or more films uh, to date. But again, they're independent more smallly distributed uh, movies. And then the small business owners, uh, New York Times bestselling authors, 
Essence bestselling authors. Frances Wright, she was a, a romance, a New York Times and Essence romance bestseller author. She, she's since crossed over, but she she reached out to me and I had so many people would reach out to me. Hey, I want to be on your show. And Ariaka, she was a Grammy Award nominee. She's a Native American. And uh, she she was, she's, I mean, just so many different people on off the shelf in my newsletter, the book lovers having. But I never thought like 16 years in, if you would have told me, I would have said, oh my God, I was just trying to do and get an interview to put a, uh, to introduce more readers to Portia. And it just, it just took on a life of its own. And I am just so grateful. I continue to have authors who, and, and uh, authors and agents and literary publishers publicists who reach out to me. Hey, I'd like to have so-and-so on your show. It's 16 years now, so it's a huge, huge, huge blessing. That is a huge blessing, but you have a big personality. <laughs> I, love, I love your personality. It's just like really outgoing and real self-motivated. Oh, well, and I just, I just love your personality. So what is your main target in life? My main target in, in life as a, as a writer, and that's something, again, that I feel like came from the creator. I just I want to write stories that outlive me, that affect people in a way that no matter what they're going through, they'll keep at it. They'll be patient with themselves. They'll believe in themselves and keep doing the work until they step into their dream. I actually was at a, on, a, on a virtual conference. Oprah Winfrey was on uh probably around one o'clock today. And so that's one thing, you know, she said, and, and I, I read this somewhere, that the, the challenges we go through are, are really there to help us evolve. So, and, and everybody goes through some different challenge. So my, I wanna write stories that encourage people, don't quit, don't give up, so that when you're finished with this physical journey, you will have evolved. So you don't have to do it again and do it again in another lifetime. Right. You, you get it done and you and you have evolved. You get through your challenges. You you seek higher guidance. You meditate if you have to. You do whatever you have to do. So when you reach the end, the, the creator can say, you just where I wanted you to be. All right. So I know you have a big support system. Who's your main supporters? My, my main, 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 main supporter, and I, I may sound happy when I say it, but definitely my son, and talking about struggles, when my son was 27, he passed away due to blood clots. He, he will forever be, forever be, and that was in 2000, December 2017, he will forever be my greatest inspiration. And then my father as well, he raised five kids by himself, and my father didn't have alcoholism like Raymond's father. When my mom right. passed, was, well, my mom passed when I was seven. My dad said, "I'm not splitting my kids up." And so, because different ones in the family, my grandmother said, "I'll take this one." My great aunt said, "I'll take that one." And he said, "No, I'm keeping them together." And he raised all five of his kids, and all five of his kids turned out good. I mean, he put it. In, he did it, and this was when men weren't doing this. A lot of them don't do it now, and he. Right. he <laughs> He raised, so he's a huge inspiration. My grandmother, my great grandmother, who went blind and she lived by herself in West Dayton. She wasn't scared of nothing. And she moved around like she could see. But just to know what the fact that she couldn't see and the way she lived her life is, was very inspiring for me. That's awesome. 
It's awesome. So before you leave, I like to give a positive message to the audience and the listeners just to to uplift them because you never know what people go through in life, like you said. So give them a very positive message. You You already have what it takes to live your best life, to fulfill your destiny, to do what you came here to do. It's already inside of you. You just have to do the work It's going to be things that irritate you. You're going to have ups and downs. You have to do the work and stay the course. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. You don't even have to pray for it. It's already in you. You just stir it up. Keep going. Keep working. Encourage yourself. When you had that dream, that's like a carrot in front of the horse. It's really the, the horse. Just keep going till you evolve. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The good is already in you. Just be patient with yourself. Believe in yourself and don't stop. Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. So get, get everybody your social media in case they want to purchase your book or find where you are so you can do book sellings or speak to some people. So get everybody your social media. Oh, thank you for asking. My website, please, please, please keeping it real go on visit me at www.chistelchistell.com again that's c-h-i-s-t-e-l-l.com i'm on facebook i'm on twitter dt writers instagram denise turney dt writers but you can find me one spot one spot stop Chistel.com, C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L.com. And my books, Love Pour Over Me, Long Walk Up, Portia, Spiral, Love Has Many Faces. And then look for Rosetta, the talent show queen later this year. Thank you, Carmel. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so glad I know you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say thank you for tuning in with me and talking to me about your book and all the good things that you got going on. And I just want to thank the audience for listening to you, keeping it real with Caramel, as we say, 100. And I just want you to continue, Miss Denise, to do the most amazing things that you're doing right now. Same to you, right back at you. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.